0: the podcast where our costumes are great and we won't stop and talk to the camera every 10 minutes
1: i'm ben robinson and i'm john williams grab your early uh, th- nope shit um grab your uh, uh we're talking justice league 1997 That. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm okay with that. I, I, I was getting lost. I was, I was going to try to figure out something about bad special effects or, uh, or early, um, like VR technology or like deep fake or something. But, uh, no, no, I, it's I just not it felt it. strangely appropriate. So, Ben, how excited are you that we get to watch this uh, masterpiece of filmmaking featuring our favorite DC Comics characters? Comics characters.
0: Um, marginally.
1: <laughs> I'm expecting
0: about as much out of this as the Roger Corman Fantastic Four. I think
1: that's fair.
0: It's about the same era, too, right? 97 yeah, yeah, I think, I think the Fantastic Four may have been a little earlier,
1: but, I, but it's, it's definitely of the same quality.
0: All I know about this movie is that you told me it exists, that it was uh-huh. a, t- a made-for-TV movie, and uh, what I could gather from some screenshots that I'm looking at right now.
1: Yeah, these screenshots that go around, because there, there's a couple images. There's, there's one of them like doing like the, the cool team walk down the street, Thing, and then there's one where they're all gathered around in sort of a circle. Yes, I see both of those. I think those those kind of really set up what you're getting into. Like, they, <laughs> these images are not good. And this movie is not good. I, I did see it one time in uh, late 90s, early 2000s. I picked up a bootleg copy of it. I think the same time as Fantastic Four. And if not, then at the same time as... Back when Gerard Christopher used to bootleg uh, his own videotapes from the Superboy series that he starred in, conventions were great back then for for finding little gems like that because these, these these this shit doesn't exist anywhere else. This thing aired in uh, in 1997 and it was a failed pilot, and uh, you will understand why
0: uh, shortly. So was it not a movie? It was a pilot for a TV show, then. Correct.
1: Yeah, it, it was a TV movie that that w- that was serving as a pilot for a show.
0: Okay, so it's, it's still feature length.
1: Um, I believe so, yeah. Uh, let me see. Yeah, I don't know how long it is, but yes. I feel comfortable saying it's feature length.
0: The impression I'm getting from looking at this is uh, these costumes are terrible. And uh-huh. Every single one of them. Uh, this lineup is uh, confusing.
1: Yeah, yeah, we've got uh, Guy Gardner, Green Lantern, um, we've got Fire and Ice, and Martian Manhunter, and the Atom, and the Flash. Is the Flash and, the, the leader of this
0: group? Because he's in the middle of all these pictures. No. <laughs> like,
1: <laughs> for, from what I remember of the movie, the Flash is definitely not leader material, but, uh, but I don't want to spoil anything. There will be no Superman or Batman or Wonder Woman in this.
0: Yeah, there's a noticeable um, absence here. The big two, Superman and Batman. Oh, three. Wonder Woman's not there either. Nope. None. Uh, I'm assuming that's because they didn't have the rights to Superman or Batman. See, I mean, it was,
1: it was all owned by, by the same people, I think. I mean, well, it's probably Warner Brothers saying, no, we're not going to let you just put them in a TV show. Uh, you know, they, they're they're marquee characters where, you know, at this point, uh, let's see, this is probably not long after Lois and Clark ended its run. Oh, geez. Or right around that time. And I mean, there was definitely no Batman live action TV happening back then. But what sucks is that, you know, they're using a lot of characters from a lineup that existed uh, a few years prior. You know, like they, these were members of the Justice League. But it was in, uh, you know, late 1996 where Grant Morrison's JLA came out, which brought back, you know, Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, Flash, Green Lantern, Martian Manhunter, fucking Aquaman. Like, it brought back the legendary, like, the idea of the Justice League, which was your marquee characters all coming together in one book. You know, for so many years, the Justice League had turned into, you know, a showcase of different characters and unique teams. And sometimes doing humor books and sometimes doing uh, doing extreme, you know, extreme justice. There, that was something that spun out of it. Of course it did. It was the 90s. It's a shame that they developed this, you know, just before Grant Morrison's JLA just took over the, uh, you know, the comic book industry. Or not the entire industry, but, you know, it was a big book for good reasons. Yeah.
0: They do have Martian Manhunter in theory, he's not like any of the team shots, but there's a couple shots of him here, and uh he looks a little thicker on the waist, like I don't know
1: yeah he's a he's a rotund martian manhunter is
0: is he like the Justice League Zardon who hangs out at the the base and tells them what to do? <laughs> <laughs> um
1: I mean, just watch the movie <laughs> <No>. <laughs> uh This is something special. So let's, let's go watch this and then let's reconvene afterwards. This is going to be similar to our, our fantastic four episode and our Zardoz episode.
0: Yeah. This is kind of like our, uh, like one of our schlock movie episodes. Yeah. We watch something that's not supposed to be good, except Zardoz was good. I
1: I enjoyed the shit out of Zardoz.
0: Of those movies, uh, Zardoz has been my favorite so far. That's for sure. Like, it definitely beats rock and roll in fucking Fantastic Four.
1: I was just thinking that. Like, man, I feel... I, I, I even feel bad for our listeners that, that like, I, I should have tried harder to find something good to say about rock and roll. But I was just so... I was just... I, I wasn't in any position to have any positivity. I was like, what a shit time it was for us and then also for them.
0: Yeah, we, we had to suffer through this movie. You have to suffer through us talking about it. Hopefully. Justice League of America is better. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right. We'll be back.
1: Okay, so let me lead off here, Ben, with making you a solemn promise that in the future, I will not suggest movies that I know are horrifically bad unless they're unless they're like legendarily bad
0: yeah i mean there there's bad movies and then and there's bad movies like you know there's movies that are bad like you know the the old cliche they're so bad they're good like there, there's some yeah. enjoyment in them and then there's movies that are just mediocre, like mediocre is hard to get anything out of, you know, it's just, it's just white bread, you know, like, how... are you
1: saying this movie's mediocre?
0: Yeah, I think yeah, it's, it's 90s TV mediocre. I think it is like, there's wow. not a whole lot of like, like a bad movie. You could be like, holy shit. Can you believe this stupid thing? And this is just like, yeah, I can believe all these stupid things.
1: Wow. You, you liked it more than I did. Um, yeah. Cause here, here's the thing. I feel like lately You know, as we get older, I feel like like I'm just slipping into the cliche of the, you know, the comic book guy on The Simpsons, where all I do is shit all over everything that isn't exactly like I want it or that I had it when I was a kid. And to be honest, like it's getting a little a little tiring. Yeah. Like like to me, like I don't I don't want to sit and bitch about things. And like I, I as I was watching this, I was like, oh, man, like. It's rock and roll all over again, where, where I just where I don't have much nice to say, but but like I'm then I'm just spreading negativity in the world. So I think in the future, I'm going to I'm going to look for those, like you said, the cliche movies, the or the, the movies that are the cliche of so bad, they're good. Like, uh, I can't think of one off the top of my head, but but there are movies out there that can be watched and laughed at and enjoyed yeah, with how bad absolutely. they are. Like, there's just not much to pull from this.
0: Besides like, oh, ooh. like Robo Vampire, that movie is absurd and stupid and bad, but you can enjoy it. Yeah. Like, like you're not going into like spe- expecting like an Oscar worthy movie. Like, you know what you're getting into. And I, and to be fair, I knew what I was getting into with this as well. Um, but
1: yeah, so we're talking, uh, I, I, I guess I just said Justice League 1997, but we are talking <laughs> about the um, the tv pilot uh called justice league of america from 1997 and aired on uh december
0: 28th which is probably going to disappoint uh, a bunch of grant morrison fans (laughs) yeah no kidding yeah because there was a much better justice league 97 out there
1: (laughs) yeah we we were about i think we were about a year into or we were in the first year of grant morrison's run i believe where they just brought back all the heavy hitters and just turned it into a fucking epic book. Like that's still one of my favorite comic runs ever. Grant Morrison and Howard Porter on on Justice League, like or JLA, I guess they they rebranded it. It was amazing, but this one was definitely pulling more from the um, the previous era. You know the the JM uh, I don't know how you pronounce. It. I've heard Dematis or Demateus, but um, you know Kevin Maguire um and uh oh shit why am i forgetting the other writer's name mediocrity oh no i feel bad no because i mean that book was really good oh yeah but, but it was it was a more humorous take on on the justice league it was spinning out of crisis dc put out this uh this book called legends and that that formed the uh the new justice league and then it's got that uh that famous cover of uh, of them all sort of looking up at the camera like it's a big group of them. And I think like, Guy Gardner's given like the attitude oh, yeah. with his arms folded. Yeah, I know what yeah, you're talking and, about. Yeah, and Batman and Mr. Miracle and Dr. Fate. Is Hawkman in, in on that? Um, I don't believe he was uh, initially, at least. Because they they spun it out into like Justice League International and Justice League Europe. And, you know, that that sort of diluted the brand. You know, they even did like an extreme justice book in the, in the mid-90s. And it was just... Yeah, it was... It was the mid '90s. It was bad, yeah. um, but this pilot was definitely not going for epic, grand scale no. superhero storytelling.
0: Not at all. It's like it, it's so weird to think of this as a pilot for a TV show. Like it makes some sense because, like, when I'm watching it, like one of my notes, like, is this a sitcom? Is this supposed to be a comedy? Because it's not terribly funny, but like it's a it's approaching itself with this this. Uh, lack of seriousness, yeah. All the interpersonal dynamics and shit in it. It's like this seems like they're going for comedy here and missing the mark.
1: Yeah, and you know, I I had a note somewhere. I, I've just got this insane long line yeah, that's of notes here.
0: That's what I got. Too. You know, they're
1: they're all bullet points, and and it, it's like I was doing like a MST3K thing on there where I was just like, you know, just cracking jokes with my notes the whole time. Like, uh, let's see. Oh, there's one. Flash is a postman because earlier I said Flash should be a postman on my notes when he's looking for a job. Uh, more on that in a second. But yeah, like I, I had made a note that that it seemed like they were trying to do Friends, but with the Justice League. Yeah, how, how, how are They are all just sort of like mid-20-somethings living together and cracking wise. and uh,
0: Except for Barry for some reason. Like when he came and he's like he gets at the beginning of the movie. He gets like kicked out of his apartment because he's unemployed. And and he's like, hey, you know, like I, I need to find a place to stay. And everyone's just like, uh, oh, 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 and runs away. And then like it's slowly revealed that everybody else lives in the same house. So they're just like, all right, guys, we're all gonna rent a house except for that fucking guy, Barry. Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> so this movie was directed by uh Felix Enriquez Alcalia.
0: Household name.
1: Yeah, 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 exactly. He's <laughs> He's like the uh, Steven Spielberg of wherever he's from. Of
0: Nicaragua.
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh, geez. Now we just lost our uh, our, our Nicaraguan uh, listeners. How dare you? Um, I mean, this thing also starred, uh, you know, a, a, a lot of people that I just don't recognize. You know, like we had Matthew Settle, Kim Ohad, uh, John Kassir, Michelle Hurd, Kenny Johnston, elisa donovan ron Pier- like i don't know any of these names like i i recognize david ogden steers who played martian manhunter and he's done a lot of voice work too i mean he's he's passed away
0: he was like the straight man on mash oh that's right yeah like it's hard to recognize him because he got so much makeup on in this film but like when i looked his name up and saw his like normal human face i was like oh fuck i know that guy and yeah. then there- and then there's the the main bad guy yeah, Miguel Ferrer. Yeah, like I recognize that guy too. Like he's he's you an know, asshole in a lot of movies. He's Bob Morton from RoboCop. Yeah, like God, God bless
1: him. And honestly, like this may seem really weird to say, but he's so good in this. Yeah, I, and maybe it was just because because of how how bad everything was, but it's like Miguel Ferrer is just fucking delivering. Like he he's he's, he's a delivering. Like he's He's taking this material and making it good when he's saying it. It's wild. He's so good.
0: He's probably the best actor there. And he's, yeah. t- and he's taking the role considerably more seriously than he has any business doing.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, it, he's in a completely different production with a much higher budget and a lot more talent attached to it. I mean, or, or he's just like, yeah, maybe he had a, because R.I.P. Um, uh, Miguel Ferrer as well. Uh, maybe he just had a work ethic that was just like, I'm going to do yeah. every every single job with just as much effort and skill as as any other. He only brings his A game. Yeah. Good for him. That's Miguel Ferrer. That's who you're working with. And then we also had David Krumholtz, who like I don't know his I don't know him by name, but he's, you know, ever since I was a little kid, hey, it's that Jewish guy.
0: Yes. He, yeah, grew, I- he grew up with me on screen. Yeah, I looked him up and, like, looked at, like, the things he'd been in, and I'm like, I can't think, like, even looking at the stuff he was in, I couldn't picture his character, but it's like, yeah, I know that guy. Like, he's... Wait, really? Oh, man. He's been Sorry. in loads of shit.
1: Yeah, like, I, I go immediately to Adam's Family Values as uh, the boyfriend at the camp.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was him.
1: Yeah. And then uh, in The Santa Claus with Tim Allen, he was, like, the head elf.
0: Yeah, I saw that. Uh, I have like uh, thirty seconds, maybe, of memory of the Santa Claus by Tim <laughs> Allen. So I yeah, believe that he, made he was sense on one for, of those
1: uh, one of those like procedural crime shows, like a CSI or something, for for a number of years as an adult. But yeah, he's just he's always been around. You you could have put a gun to my head, and I would not have been able to come up with his name even close.
0: No, not 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 a fucking chance. No one in this movie would I have been able to come up with their name.
1: You know who, who else did a really good job just on the topic of uh, of actors? I felt that uh, that the oh my goodness, I don't have a cast list attached to characters right now in front of me, but the woman who played uh, who played Bibi Da Costa or Fire, yeah. I thought she was pretty fucking good.
0: Yeah, no, I mean the dude that played uh, the Atom wasn't terrible. Like his character was was dumb and cliche, but like played the part yeah you know i th- i
1: think the the problem with uh with a lot of these performances well see i don't know if what Is the right or egg if it's <laughs> if it, well, <laughs> well it it seems like like they're all they're all playing in a kids' television show like yes not very much. not not like a show that kids would watch, but like an actual like Like Blues Clues, or you know, like like a something something that level of maturity, or like even like a Power Rangers. You know, in fact, that's probably a pretty apt uh, comparison.
0: One of my notes is just the the entire feel of this is very Power Rangers esque, except they they never quite go whole hog like Power Rangers does with ridiculous with with the Japanese parts of Power Rangers. This was very much (laughs) the American portion of Power Rangers with uh, like a a kind of Justice League skin put on it. And I'm like, this is not the team I think of when I think of the Justice League.
1: Yeah, so let's go through this team. We already mentioned that we have uh, David Ogden Steers as, uh, as Martian Manhunter, who plays a very much more like advisory
0: role, except when he's shapeshifted as somebody else. As I suspect, like, oh yeah, he's like Zardon yeah oh yeah you did call that yeah he's like the guy that he just like hangs out in his uh spaceship i guess maybe under the water i don't know if that's yeah underwater spaceship yeah he's just chilling there and like gives them directions and shows up on their tv and says rangers you need to do this
1: yeah he kind of speaks like that as well yeah yeah Yeah, that's a that's a chunky martian manhunter and i remember in one shot i was looking at it it was like a close-up on his face and I swear there was no makeup on his ear. Like he had like a human <laughs> flesh colored ear.
0: He's a shape changer, John. Maybe he just <laughs> forgot to change his ear back.
1: He got a little lazy. So we have the aforementioned fire, Bibi Dacosta. She's uh, she's an act and, and a struggling actress, of course. You know, because it's it's so relatable. You're in your 20s and you're you're just trying to get by. Struggling actress.
0: I know nothing of this character, this one or Ice. I like. I know they were in the comic books, but uh I missed that boat. Yeah,
1: I you know, I caught on to that because at least for a while, uh, Dan Jurgens had taken over writing and penciling the Justice League of America. And that was in the era when he I mean, he brought Superman in to to lead them, but it was still Blue Beetle and Booster Gold and um and Fire and Ice and Bloodwind, uh that, which is uh geez, it was a convoluted story with that guy. Um, sometimes flash would show up. I, I, I feel like I remember in Hawkman as well, but yeah, fire and ice, they were just, I don't know much about their characters. I know, I know fire was a spicy Latina, you know, she'd very fiery
0: temperament. One could shoot fire and the other one had ice. Like it's, it's right yep. there in the name. It doesn't just, I get, maybe it just doesn't go any deeper than that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And, and ice was, uh, was timid and she, she was oftentimes in the comics, um, attached to Guy Gardner. And he would sort of walk all over her because he was such a huge personality, which speaking of which we have a Green Lantern in this show that is not Hal Jordan and not Kyle Rayner, even though he looks like Hal Jordan. Yeah, he's got he's got like the mask and the gauntlets and the symbol of Kyle Rayner, but he's got the vest and the little pants stripies like uh, like Guy Gardner. So they're going to call him Guy Gardner and his character is nothing. Like Guy Gardner from the comics. He's a, he's a, what, like, software salesman, I think it said?
0: None of these characters are like their characters in the comic. I mean, Fire and Ice, maybe. I don't fucking know. Like like I said, I don't know about them. But, like, Guy Gardner is not, I mean, he's just like a, a kind of a douchey dude chasing after a girl in this. He doesn't have, like, a chip on his shoulder. He's not uh, super like uh, full of himself or uh, boasty. Like he just doesn't. Yeah, he's
1: not sarcastic. He doesn't. He doesn't really have much of a personality at all.
0: No, he doesn't. None of them do. He does, doesn't have. Uh, he doesn't have the red bowl cut. Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. It's uh, well. Then I guess we can move on to Barry Allen Flash, who's in this. Yeah. Uh, who is uh, also not really like Barry Allen at all.
1: Yeah. He's not, he's not a forensic scientist. As we mentioned, he's unemployed and then homeless shortly into the, uh, into the thing. Honestly, his character and the way this guy is playing him, I would see him being Guy Gardner. He sounds like a fucking douchey yeah. bro from, from New Jersey. If he was more like, like, like
0: self-confident and, uh, brash. Yeah. i could see him yeah, being like DC wanting to get
1: in a fight, but like I just I just hear him talking and and I'm just like that that's Guy Gardner to me like that's uh, it's frustrating and it's so not Barry Allen.
0: Oh yeah, no, I was thinking he's the Joey in a Friends <laughs>
1: analogy. <laughs> yeah, you got to start making those comparisons. <laughs> and then of course the uh, the Ross yeah. we have uh, the Adam. Adam like we like we talked about the <laughs> uh, Turbo like like he's such a a nerd cliche like even down to like the sweater vest and bow tie. Yep. And he's a science teacher.
0: Yeah, he's not like a, you know, uh, theoretical physicist or anything. He's, a, he's like a high school science teacher. Like, they had to, like, dumb everybody's careers and shit down to make them more relatable, I guess? I don't, I, I don't know.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's so interesting to, to think about, you know, a time in history when, when that was the thing to do. You know, because, like, right now it seems so simple that you tap into the comics and you do things big and you take it seriously and you embrace everything. But like back in the nineties, you know, I mean, this is, if this is 97 being made in 96, like this is probably coming out of Batman forever and maybe even Batman and Robin. I think Batman and Robin was 96. Ugh. So it's like the, the, the state of the industry with uh, with comic book adaptations was not great. Yeah. We've also got ice who works for Dr. Eno. And she does weather things. Is yep. she a meteorologist?
0: Yep. Makes stuff cold. That's her power.
1: Yeah. And then uh, Doctor Eno is Miguel Ferrer. Um, yes. And, and then of course we had that. Uh, we had that. What was his name? Like uh, it was Hopkey, but I can't remember his first name that they called him. The 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 other guy that works at the lab. The That's red the, herring. Uh, yes, exactly. That would be his supervillain name. Uh, the weirdo who's acting weird. Um, because spoiler alert, everybody, sorry. Oh, I, I should have said that up top. You know, if you, if you've really been holding off on watching 1997's failed TV pilot on bootleg only, uh, Dr. Eno is the weatherman who is, uh, the big bad in this boy. He, he'll strike up a tornado or like hail golf balls and, uh, and really attack new Metro city.
0: (laughs) Right. Like what? Why?:
1: Yeah, discount Metropolis. I, I read a, a little blurb somewhere that, that it said they couldn't get the rights to Superman, Batman or Wonder Woman because yeah. of uh, like legal um, uh, disputes with like other people owning the, uh, the film rights to them, maybe, but I don't know. I, I, I wouldn't be shocked if D.C. just didn't want to entrust those those you know high-profile properties to something like Who like, made like a, a television pilot.
0: It didn't say, the bootleg copy I had, it, the movie just starts. Like, it doesn't have any forwarded credits saying, like, the production company or anything.
1: Let's see. Um, I don't know of, of a uh, of production company, but let's just go through. It, it was written by, uh, by David Hosselton and Lorne Cameron. It was uh, executive produced by Lorne Cameron, David Hosselton, and Scott Shepard. Uh, produced by Larry Rappaport. And um, edited by Ed Rothkowitz and cinematography by Barry Wilson. Music by John Debney.
0: Which is, which is terrible, by the way. So no production company wanted their name on this, essentially.
1: Yeah, probably. In fact, um, there, was a, there was a second director who was brought in at the last minute to try to tweak and, you know, improve. <laughs> um, but he, uh, I can't find his name right this moment, but he asked his name not be included. He did not want that on his resume.
0: That's, that's fair. So I guess this thing aired on C it aired on television. Like this was put out. Yep. Like someone watched the final cut of this and said, yep, let's release this to the public.
1: Or they said, yep, we have no choice, but to release this <laughs> to the public.
0: Do you know anything about whether or not it was panned at the time or if, like what it's re- what the reception to it was?
1: Yeah, I did see some uh, some reviews which oh, that was actually um what um what brought me to the whole friends thing or or what what I was thinking of with the friends note was that that was actually one note from the critics that it seemed like friends but with superheroes
0: and not funny.
1: I mean, I don't think friends is that funny either, but but it is better than this. Yeah. But Mark Wade uttered the uh, the very cliché lines uh that's 80 minutes of my life I'll never get back. You know, a legendary comic Writer. Um, I don't see many specific reviews, but, you know, on, on, on my extensive research into this Wikipedia, uh, it said, Reviews of the film have been negative. Common complaints are of the plot holes, poor special effects, bad costumes, and that the League members deviated heavily from their source characters, which uh, I think we covered.
0: I was kind of confused and put it back when, um, like, Martian Manhunter talking about how he trained all of them. And then, like, he he, like he becomes fire and lights a chair on fire. Like, I imagine Martian Manhunter would have a tough time training someone with fire powers, but uh, apparently in this movie, not a problem.
1: Nope, nope. I mean, and I guess, you know, I, I could do a little, uh, a little first impression here, because, I mean, we know your first impression was, what, yesterday? This morning. This morning. <laughs> I had heard about this movie years ago. I mean, it was, I mean, it was probably late 90s. Uh, it had to have been. Maybe I read something about it in, uh, in wizard magazine. I remember going to a convention and I bought it on VHS at a bootleg spot and I watched it and like all, all of these things that you experienced, like it takes me right back to my buddy's <laughs> couch where we watched it the first time. Like it's, it is shocking to see flash, you know, being unemployed and being a doof and seeing Guy Gardner, not being, you know, an asshole singing opera. Yeah. Yeah. What the hell? And, um, yeah, it was, it was rough. I never watched it again. I think I still have the VHS copy in, in the, uh, in the garage. I've got a small box of VHSs that I still have. And it wasn't until now that I watched it again. And I, I mean, I don't, I don't think I regret it. It was still fun. It's not
0: painfully bad.
1: <laughs> you know, it, it opens up with some shots of like the, the new Metro city skyline and clouds behind it. The buildings are so obviously fake and like superimposed on, on clouds. And it reminded me a lot of the, uh, the Superboy TV series from like 1989 to 92, you know, in, in it's special effects. And, and, like immediately I'm just like, Oh, this is what we're in for, huh? Cause by this point, like Lois and Clark was, was out and it was, it was doing it better.
0: Oh yeah. Way better than this. Yeah. I guess on the effects, like when the Atom first shows up as the Atom. To, uh, to rescue a cat, because uh, that's important. That's what you do. Uh, his shrinking effect is so bad. Yeah. Like, like, he gets all, like, polygoned, and then they, like, rearrange and shrink down. And then from the rest of the movie on, they just give up on that effect, and they just put, like, a little swirly thing that he appears, like, a little sparkly effect that he appears yeah. from. They did that once, and they're like, that was expensive. Let's not do that again.
1: You want to know what's funny? I kind of liked it. <laughs> like, it was just. What? It was different. It wasn't wavy lines coming out of him and just like shrinking them down. Like I, I was like, "Hey, that's interesting."
0: Hey, I said something positive. Yeah, I guess I could <laughs> go with interesting. Uh, I thought, uh, but but yeah, like I better.
1: wouldn't. I wouldn't have chosen that. No, but, but I was like, ah, well, you know, that's something different. And you know, the little the little light blurb later on, like it worked. Yeah, you know, no, I, yeah, I thought that was fine. It's not as dynamic as, like, Ant-Man's effects, but, but it was, you know... Got the point across. And it was 1996, seven.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: What did you think of uh, Green Lantern's ring constructs that he, that he could make?
0: You know, for the time and the budget they were working on, not fucking bad. Like, I mean, yeah. they obviously don't stand up. Yeah. Like, they're not good. But, uh, you know, for what they were working with, they seemed to put some effort into him. Like at the end, like when he ropes the weatherman as he's holding it, like it's not just like a straight line. Like it has a little bit of wobble to it and it moves when he mm-hmm. moves his hand, like it wobbles when he moves his hand through it. Like it's an actual rope. Like it's probably where most of their effects budget went, I'm guessing. Yeah. And there's not a lot of it.
1: No. Yeah. There's probably like three scenes. I mean, I, I remember the, the one that I liked was when, when he does like a little like lock pick sort of thing, or no, he goes to pick a lock and then they end up just using a credit card to Jimmy it open. I was like, well, he could, he could probably pick that lock with his ring. But the one thing that, uh, that I feel could have been improved upon was like, even when he was just like shooting out his, you know, the initial projection from his ring, it was kind of thin and like limp. Like it it it, it looked just kinda of It was noodly. Kind of noodly, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, man, I want like a big projection, like you know, like a big big light show. Or not a light show.
0: He did will a chainsaw into existence at one point. That was oh, interesting. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. We weren't gonna get any like mech suits or or uh No. They could have done a cage. That would have been interesting. Yeah. But, you know, and, and uh, Ice's effects and Fire's effects, like
0: very sparingly, but they, they were both fine. Yeah. And like the, and Barry Allen's running, like, I mean, it looked like a blurred guy running. I mean, so yeah. I, there was some points where it was very obviously sp- some sped up footage because you could see the background like moving faster than it should have. <laughs> but uh, all in all, a respectable effort for such, for the half assed script we had.
1: Yeah. Yeah. The flash effects were fine. Yeah. Um, his costume, though, like I, I think of all of the of all the egregious costumes on there, like and, and I mean, it's I mean, like, why do they put Adam in like armor? I, I, I don't get it.
0: He wasn't in good enough shape to wear spandex, probably.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess the guy playing playing Barry Allen was was buff. He was built. But I mean, just. The costume itself, like it's not even a, it's not even a cowl. It's like a shirt with like a hood tucked <laughs> into it and, and like big loose gloves with lightning bolts on them. Like, I, I I don't understand at what point, you know, somebody said, this is, this is fine. This is good. Cause this is six or seven years after the, uh, the John Wesley ship flash TV show where that costume was fucking bad ass. Like that is one of my favorite costumes of all time that looked so good they could have
0: just borrowed it it's probably just sitting around somewhere
1: (laughs) yeah i mean i i remember being a kid and seeing that show come on and and it 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 just you know my eyeballs popped out of their sockets i was like this is such a fucking badass like muscle suit but it also you know it it looked right it looked like a comic book superhero
0: yeah and flash has got a fairly easy costume not to fuck up like it you know yeah there's some superheroes and villains out there with, with like, Wolverine. It's tough to do a comic accurate Wolverine costume that doesn't look stupid in real life.
1: Yeah. Yep. Yeah. That's fair. Uh, but uh, I, I think it'd be cool if, if like, a, a pro level costume designer tried.
0: Yeah. Yeah. For sure. But uh, it's going to be a tough one. Or, like, Electro. Like, I always loved Electro when I was a kid. But, uh, <laughs> oh boy. You make that costume just like comic accurate. It's he's gonna look fucking ridiculous.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, and I guess this movie proves it with with uh, with Flash because it's it's not so much that it's inaccurate. Like it's got little inaccuracies, but like all the elements are there. It's just poorly made.
0: Yeah, same thing with Martian Manhunters. I mean, it looks like it's like you know sheets of. That high density foam stuff just like strapped across his big gut. And it's like a middling effort at cosplay.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Where he's where he puts the cloak over his body. So you don't have to really worry about uh, what's going on down there.
0: Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's like over his shoulders. But I mean, his belly is still like further out than his nose. So something's wrong. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah, That was that was a that was a round man there. Um, okay, so let's let's get into some of the story beats. Why not? <laughs> there's um, there's we, a couple of them at least. Yeah, we <laughs> we open up uh, in New Metro City, and there is a tornado, or is it a hurricane?
0: Hurricane. Well, they say it's a hurricane with 225 mile an hour winds, and then when they go outside, it's a tornado. Oh, <laughs> so uh, yeah, I don't know. Fuck.
1: Could be anything. Uh, and we've got projections of this weird looking dude with like a shiny mask and sunglasses and giant eyebrows
0: did he have giant eyebrows he had something and he had like a like a, a bandana over his face and he wore weird gloves like it all looked like it was digitally added and not actually a guy in a costume which is really bizarre
1: you know what's funny is you know as we'll discover later well fuck it whatever yeah it is digitally added and I I never even I never even questioned it. Like I didn't think it looked digitally added. I was like, "Oh, it's just some really low budget shitty costume." And uh like that, that kind of speaks to the uh, to the production quality or my poor eyesight. I don't know. Well, um, and it's weird, yeah, cuz you yeah. see him
0: recording the thing and he's not wearing the costume. And uh and it's like well, digitally adding a disguise to yourself is so much more difficult than just putting a bandana over your face, man. <laughs>
1: like yeah. what is going on? And he's got a, uh, a voice alteration device. Yeah. So it's, so it's uh, something like this. Oh, I'm the weatherman. Blah! Give me $20 million, Metro City. And so they easily, of course, you know, Flash just runs in the opposite direction. And that's how you stop a tornado or hurricane.
0: Yeah, really, it showcases the value of every single member of the team. So, like, you've got uh, a wall falls on some construction workers and fire, like, Burns the concrete wall, because, sure, why not? And lets them yeah. out. The Flash runs around really fast and turns the tornado off. <laughs> Guy Gardner, what did he do? He, like, saved some kids or something, right? He saved a kid. Yeah, he,
1: like, stopped a, a, a power pole from, from dropping yeah, from on, a on a kid. He, he wrapped that, that green noodle around it. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and the Atom saved a cat. Because that was the most important thing during this tornado for him to do.
1: All life is important. <laughs>
0: So yeah, then I, and we get introduced to the future ice. She's just a weather lady at this point. Something Olafson, I think, or Olafstatter. Yeah,
1: um uh, it, it's uh Oh my goodness. Why am I spee uh, Tori.
0: Yes, Tori Olaf Tori
1: Olof or something. So, we're introduced to a mechanic and it may have been before they they fixed the uh the the tornado cane, but I can't remember. But they're doing Behind the scenes interviews with these superheroes, like it's the fucking office, except except like like proto office.
0: Yeah, it's way before the office. Like yeah, almost a decade. Yeah, Uh, but yeah, yeah, they're doing yeah, they're doing like these weird cuts to interviews with uh, with the cast being kind of like goofy and self reflective about what was going on, like treating it like it's kind of silly. I wonder if this was you know I wonder when like MTV's the real world. Oh, that was like uh, 92.
1: Okay. So, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if at this point that was something that was super hot was like the early, the early reality shows of, of like, uh, like the real, cause real world went for a good, like decade. Yeah. And, yeah. and then they started
0: doing road rules and shit. But I, I don't think it had been applied to like a, a sitcom format before this.
1: Truth, but uh, but I, I could see somebody in a meeting going like, "Hey, what if we did something like this to appeal to the younger generation? They're just young and being cool." And this documentary crew also knows their secret identities,
0: which they go through great pains in the movie to avoid people knowing. Yeah, like it's in very so much clear. as
1: uh, like Guy Gardner runs away from the girlfriend he's trying to woo back because she's so pissy that he always runs away to save people. And then he just like shows back up seconds later as Green Lantern and is like holding her like six inches from him. And she's just like, oh, why can't I meet a guy like you? My boyfriend wouldn't do this. You know, that fucking tired old shit like that. It's it's tough. The
0: worst one for me was the one with fire. Everyone in this has a love interest because everything's got to be centered around some sort of weird romantic relationship, except for Barry Allen. He's very lonely. I was just thinking that. Yeah. Maybe him and Mar- Martian Manhunter have a thing on the side that we just don't get to see.
1: Yeah. Barry's, Barry just wants to get in a three-way with Ray and, yeah, and Guy. With,
0: with anyone else. Yeah. But where the, uh, you know, the, uh, the, you know, the uh, what's his, you know, the... Nope. Not yet. <laughs> the fucking... You're going to have to give me more words. What was the Jewish kid's name? <laughs> Oh, David
1: Krumholtz. Oh, Martin in Martin, the show. That was his
0: name. Martin. <laughs> Martin's like trying to get with uh, Fire's character, B.B. Mm-hmm. And like he gives her some earrings and all, like he's is trying hard to get this.
1: girl. Yeah, this is this is prime, like late 90s pre me Too, just like. Oh, yeah. yeah. Straight up stock. That's what you did. If you wanted to get chicks like you, you went out of your way to be the biggest creep possible and it worked.
0: And uh, But yeah, he gives her some earrings and she puts them on she's, and then she gets a call and she's like, oh no, I gotta go. And he sees her on the news and he's like, that's her. I recognize those earrings. It's like, motherfucker, her disguise is eyeshadow. Yeah. She's not even like, wearing like, a mask.
1: And, like, <laughs> and a little like cheek paint.
0: Yeah. Like she, she's, she's just got like gold eyeshadow down like halfway down her cheek and she parted her hair in a different place. And it's the earrings you're recognizing? And he like confronts her on it and Martian Mindhunter has to step in and be her to uh, to convince him that she's not because that's how secret their identities are. And then uh, they just tell this film crew everything. I don't know, maybe it was yeah. far enough in the future that uh, their secret was already out. I don't think they were really that worried about continuity <laughs> and uh, plot holes in this show, to be honest.
1: Yeah, probably not. They're like, eh, hey, you know, we, we we just we just got to sell this thing and then we're just gonna have fun
0: that part with martin though did give me the one genuine laugh i had in this whole movie what was that because he's he, i think he's supposed to be like 16 or something and he's lying about saying he's 22 like they make it pretty clear that he's a kid but he like goes yeah. up to like an ice cream stand and and orders oh my goodness and orders a milkshake and he's like you know what make it a double and then the like the ice cream was like girl trouble like it's at a bar That was actually pretty funny. Like, oh, (laughs) oh, "Oh, okay. Yeah.
1: I was thinking of a different part when, when, um, when fire actually like is sort of having like a lunch date with him sort of thing. And like, they're just walking through a park. They walk up to an ice cream man and he's just got two cone, two like double scoop cones with like two different flavors just ready. And he just hands them to him and they just keep walking. It's like, what, what, what's going on? Like this ice cream man is just. Here you go.
0: Martin's got some fucking pull, man. She's missing out, not dating this guy. People just hand him ice cream as he walks through the park.
1: (laughs) Oh, and you know what? I just saw one of my notes speaking of, uh, of, of BB and Martin. Like, so when that whole tornado cane thing happens in the beginning, like she's on a job dressed as a banana with a bunch of dancing fruit for a commercial. She rushes off to go save the day and then she comes back later and the place is empty and Martin's there. And she utters the line, looks like I rushed here for nothing. And like, I swear, I don't. I was just like, what, what the fuck is wrong with you? Like, you took off in the middle of a job. What are you talking about? Looks like I rushed here for nothing. That was a, a frustrating part of this is that a lot of people said a lot of stupid
0: shit. Uh, and uh, yes.
1: And it made me mad.
0: Yeah, the writing I, in this show. In my notes,
1: I actually called her a dickhead.
0: <laughs> yeah, the writing in this show is a bit lacking.
1: Yeah. Oh, you know what? There was there was a moment uh, in the writing that that I did enjoy when they allude to the fact that Guy Gardner and Fire dated at one point, and that she totally faked it with him.
0: Oh, I didn't catch that.
1: Oh, they were using innuendo, and she she implied that uh that that it was not the real thing when they were dating. <laughs> like, oh shit! I don't know. It it was interesting when they would try to go from from Power Rangers child. You know, writing into like friends, young adult writing, or like you know, angsty, beautiful young adult TV show.
0: Horny twenty-year-olds.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly.
0: Oh god, can I say that's the biggest fault with this thing? Oh, that's a that's a tall order. But you can may, say
1: whatever you want. <laughs> possibly the
0: biggest fault this is like there's so much interpersonal and dating bullshit in this. Yeah, it's like and like
1: roommate drama,
0: too. Yeah, it's like half the fucking movie is these guys like, you know, a guy Gardner complaining about someone moving his stacks of newspapers or trying to chase this girl or that girl. And just when you said friends, it's like, yep. Yeah, that's exactly what they're going for is that, uh, you know, here's a bunch of attractive 20 somethings hanging out and, you know alluding that they're having sex with each other maybe i don't fucking know but that's like yeah and how did that become the justice league
1: (laughs) exactly like i'm trying to picture the the um the pitch meeting you know where where somebody's just like okay it's the justice league but they live in a house together
0: yeah their Uh, base is under a bridge uh,
1: yeah it's it's so it's oh yeah no kidding they they go into a bridge <laughs> pillar to go down to their base
0: <laughs> like, oh my goodness like, like okay it's the Justice League except they're normal people and they're poor and they're horny yeah be like like uh they're oh, all, what, okay they're like so Barry Barry
1: can just you know he can still be a forensic scientist right you know I mean they they, they I'm sure they don't rake in the cash they're like no unemployed always asking people for jobs, works for the post office for a minute, uh, goes to a restaurant or an event and like, starts asking the servers if they're hiring.
0: Uh. Like,
1: you, could, you could find a way to make money if you have super speed. But that, that was why, why my initial thing was like, be a postman, be a delivery man. And
0: he got a job at the post office, but then they all thought that he was just throwing the mail away because uh, he came back so quick.
1: They, he needs to, I mean, if it was these days, man, doing like Postmates or Uber Eats or fucking Grubhub.
0: No, 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 no. The, the post office is the perfect job. You can just get it done in 10 minutes and go watch a movie or fuck off the rest of the day. You still get yeah, paid for the Yeah, but we saw it didn't work. Well, that's because he came back immediately after <laughs> finishing the route and said he was done. He, you know, it was like we were talking about like uh, walking around and making it look like you're busy when you're not. You know, you fucking yeah, get the job yeah. done and then you look busy the rest of the day and you collect your paycheck
1: or look busy and then get the job done at the last minute.
0: Yes. Well, yeah. yeah if you're not a speedster, that's more like it.
1: <laughs> um, so then with, with ice, you know, like, like moving forward in the story, you know, there, there are, the story. um, <laughs> you know, like we said, the red herring of, uh, of, of Kopke or whatever his name was, like being the weatherman, because he's, He's kind of socially awkward, and he's working on this experimental thing that will save Eno Industries. And uh, Tori goes snooping, and wouldn't you know it, some chemicals spill on her and some electricity hits her, too.
0: (laughs) She she spills her water on this thing, and it sprays her, and I guess now she makes things freeze? That's right. Yeah, it was her own water. <laughs> yeah, she's just really clutzy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: So she's freezing everything. She uh she accidentally saves a, a rollerblader.
0: Yeah, like, fuck what yeah. does he
1: like enter with like a fucking
0: backflip or some shit? Yeah, it was some uh rollerblade move that I don't know the name of.
1: Oh, that's right. Yeah. My my note here says backflipping rollerblader for the win.
0: Yep. And then he slips and falls in a lake. And uh, and she rescues him by freezing him in it up to his waist. I don't know if I'd call that a rescue.
1: Nope. I mean, he's not drowning, but... He's if, if probably he was up, still dying.
0: If he was up to his waist, he could probably just stand up. Like, he wasn't, swi- he wasn't drowning <laughs> from the waist down.
1: <laughs> <laughs> See, I, I took it like he was treading water, and it, and it, like, froze, like, up to his chest.
0: But when it's frozen, it's like, it's, like, it's his waist. I'm gonna
1: defend this. Well, like, was yeah, it really? Yeah. Oh, jeez.
0: Yeah, so it's like, uh... I don't know. I mean, he was probably in threat of maybe getting a bladder infection from getting pond water in his ding dong or something. I don't know, man. Not much is going to happen Ugh. to this guy. Being frozen in a lake, though, that's, that's going to suck a lot more. Yeah. Also, her, yeah. Feet, her feet were frozen in it. I imagine they both had to get rescued by actual professional rescuers. <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> And then uh, it's
1: uh, it's after that where we go to the Justice League house. Do we call it the clubhouse or or just Casa de Justice League? I don't know. They're they house in the suburbs of, of Metro City.
0: Yeah, with lots with at least two different weird phones.
1: Yeah, like he comes. in has yep. got a,
0: he's got a payphone on the wall. Like I thought he was at like a hotel or something. And then I'm like, wait, he's in his house. Why has he got a payphone? And then he's hey, got Ninja Turtles had one. And then he's. I mean, it made sense a they were in a terminal. Sewer. I mean I, I don't know who puts a. Uh, payphone in a sewer either they probably had to steal that payphone (laughs) but yeah then he has one of those phones where all the button like it sits and it's like this weird butt plug and all the things are on the bottom But buttons are on the bottom
1: oh i wish i would have thought (laughs) to put butt plug phone on my notes that would have been great did you catch the line like when they're trying to fix the tv did you catch the line where where they say like something about watching touched by an angel
0: yes i did i was like oh shit touched by
1: angel i haven't thought of
0: that in years
1: that's what the Justice League is doing in this <laughs> pilot: is getting together to watch "Touched by an Angel."
0: It's very wholesome.
1: Oh my goodness! Uh, wow! And then Martian Manhunter, like a real creep, gases and kidnaps a, a chick in uh, in Tori, and I, I think they were interrogating her to see if she was the Weatherman, since she has some clear like
0: yeah, yeah, because she could manipulation shit. powers. Yeah, I mean that's 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 a reasonable thing to do. Yeah. They didn't. They didn't show him having his way with her. So that I'm gonna assume it didn't happen. Yeah, yeah. You can't prove it in court of law. He's a Martian manhunter, not not a lady hunter. It's interesting
1: that that like they, they have his shape shifting abilities, but they clearly don't display his uh, his weakness to fire or his ability to read minds.
0: Oh yeah, or fly, or super strength, <laughs> or yeah. do really anything. Laser vision but puts around the house and turn into a human for a very limited amount of time.
1: Yeah, I mean, maybe they didn't want to do any shaming, but in the comic books, Martian Manhunter does love Oreos, so maybe that's what, uh, what this one's doing with a lot of his time.
0: They should have just shown him snacking on some Oreos, and at least then it would have been like, okay, it just got away from him.
1: It's justifiable. Like, enough. wait, he's a shapeshifter. Why why is why is he choosing to do this?
0: It's just his natural Unless body maybe, is fat, you know. Like what do you get? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: That that's that's what Martians look like in uh in this
0: yeah, 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 In the comic books, he's just making himself look better. This is the real yeah, Martian like, Man
1: hunter. Yeah, he's all Superman leads the Justice League, so I gotta, gotta look all buff.
0: Who's he competing with here? Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't have to put on any shows. There's no Superman, no Batman, no Wonder Woman, he's got no one to impress.
1: Oh man. I wish I, I wish I understood what, what this note was referring to. Like I remember the shot, but I have a note that says, Holy shit. The three person interview was so gross. Fucking nineties.
0: Oh, I remember it was, they were super close together. They were like physically touching each other. Like they were smashed so close together. It was just, yeah, I remember
1: seeing the shot, but I, I thought like they said something too, that I was just like, Oh, fucking like, like something that was just so turbo nineties, man. I wish I wasn't so sparse in my notes this probably isn't good uh good listening
0: <laughs> <laughs> no. someone
1: else was, was like oh so something something gross happened in this terrible movie and you don't know what it was so you don't have anything to say about it
0: uh boy um I mean I another question I had for this movie in general like I don't know if we want to actually try and get through th- I mean yeah the plot is there's a weatherman he holds the city for ransom they defeat him I mean yeah there's not there's not a lot of plot there but like this is the pilot for the series. Why are they leading with the fucking weatherman? Like, yeah. Like really, they couldn't. They couldn't pick like even like a, a, a list villain that maybe has some renown for fuck's sake. I mean, literally anyone would be better than the weatherman. Well, and it and it
1: seems like 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 it would be inspired by Flash's villain, Weather Wizard. Yeah. You know, even though like Weather Wizard has like a wand that he uses. Because he's a wizard. Oh, yeah. No kidding. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I I don't understand why they, why they, yes, I am also baffled by the same thing that is baffling you. Um, And, you know, a little bit of a fun trivia, I don't know, but later on in life. Miguel Ferrer actually voiced the Weather Wizard in the Superman uh, animated series. Did he? When Flash was a, uh, was a guest star. Yeah. So awesome. he, he finally got to nail it. Even that Weather Wizard was a little different. But I mean, if, if they made their Weather Wizard, like the animated series one, would have been fucking great.
0: Yeah. It's like, are they trying to like ground everything? In which case, like their villain list is going to be significantly smaller. I guess of these guys, Flash has a, you know, a decent rogues gallery. I mean, if they, if they can't yeah. do anything from Superman or Batman, like that cuts your villains down pretty significantly. Yeah, yeah. Like Green Lantern has Sinestro, but... Does Guy Gardner have Sinestro, though? I mean, like, I guess he probably... Like, like does Guy Gardner have a, any signature villains of his own? Not that I know about. Yeah, I can't think of any.
1: Superman or Batman.
0: Yeah, himself. You know, in
1: in that in that old <laughs> Justice League book, there was uh, you know, Batman came and like challenged Guy Gardner cuz Guy Gardner was just I mean, he was he was so great. He was so fucking full of himself and so loud and boisterous that he was just like claiming that that he was, you know, he was the leader of the Justice League now, you know, that like Batman can go go fuck himself basically. And like, you know, Batman gets in his face and he's just Guy Gardner's not going to back down even though it's Batman. Batman just fucking clocks him, knocks him out in in a very, it's become like a comic trope, like the ha" ha, One Punch, you know, that Blue Beetle yells. It's
0: like, ah, one punch. (laughs) (laughs) But I mean, like Martian Manhunter, does he have any villains of his own? Like, I know, like, I'm only really familiar with him from, like, Justice League. Like I I I don't know if I've ever read any, like, Martian Manhunter solo books.
1: Yeah, he's had a couple solo series, but I never super got into it. And as far as I know, he doesn't. I mean, I don't know if Jem, son of Saturn, was a villain of his or not, or if it was just a Martian Manhunter knockoff. But I feel like it, in one of the solo books, they fought. But I, I, I don't, yeah, no. No is the answer.
0: So all you're really left with is Flash's rogues gallery, which, well, you got like Captain Cold and captain boomerang yeah. and probably Trickster. some other captain
1: yeah <laughs> captain <laughs> Heatwave. captain gorilla grod
0: oh yeah gorilla grod would have been great yeah i mean see here's
1: here's an issue that uh that i was just thinking about like how how uh, shit no this also goes to ah eh, fuck it they end up defeating the weather wizard or weatherman whatever yeah, yeah, clearly. so let, let's yeah let's let's talk about the future how would this show work? Because if they're all just, you know, some horny 20 somethings living together in a house in new Metro city, like how would they keep justice league level, uh, uh, events and villains showing up to the city and having them defeat them? Or conversely, are they just going to use the fucking trickster and, and try to find ways for, for him to neutralize a couple justice league members? I don't know.
0: I mean, even in this movie, they didn't really face a Justice League level enemy. So, I mean, I think I think the if if the show was to have continued, it would have been fairly low stakes. I think it would have been a lot of shitty drama, a
1: lot of interpersonal,
0: uh, with a little with some tie ins where they had uh, new villains. I like, I don't know if they would have tied in much with like maybe they'd have like a th- three episode arc later on where you know Captain Cold shows up and. Ice can't do anything about it because he's Captain Cold already. <laughs> he's, he probably you know, starts I, dating Ice. I wonder if, if, I mean,
1: this would have been before they did it in comic books, but like, you know, somebody in the comic books who, who became a villain was Maxwell Lord, who back in this incarnation of the Justice League, he was the one who like funded the Justice League basically. And he kind of turned it into a bit of a corporation.
0: They could definitely use some funding. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Flash could uh, get, get them some sort of per diem or something. But I guess if they set up some like, because I was, I was thinking about other shows like Lois and Clark. What do they do? And, you know, at least for some of it, it was Lex Luthor and his machinations. So if they could find somebody like that, who could just be sort of the Rita Repulsa of it, who could either create villains or, or, you know, pay villains to I don't know you can just send people after them but I guess there would there would need to be the big goal because new metro city is just one city like this this show was not geared for like world domination level no.
0: villains no it is not I mean they don't have the budget for it that's for sure yeah or they could do like a the dude funds them but he's actually kind of shady kind of thing I mean they kind of did that with the the WB flash where, um, what's his name from Star Labs turns out to be yeah. like... Yeah, Harrison? Y- yeah, maybe? That sounds... I
1: think his last name was Harrison, Fer- and then they called one of them
0: Harry. Harry and the Hendersons, it sounds right. Uh, <laughs>
1: Henry and the Harrisons, yeah.
0: But, uh, but yeah, where, where, you know, he's kind of the guy helping, but also the villain at the same time.
1: Yeah. And yeah, and, and that, that but... could have worked for the level that this show was, you know, yeah. where... where a lot of it could be interpersonal, you know, like verbal confrontation with this person.
0: I mean, honestly, without like the weird, goofy interviews and cringy '90s stuff and uh, like friends ripoff, like you know, the idea of what this show was trying to do is pretty much what like the, yeah. the CW superhero shit became. Yeah, where it is a lot of teen drama, interpersonal stuff shit mixed in with some superhero things
1: so with given what we've uh what we've talked about here with like the uh the horniness and the you know the beautiful young people and the interviews interspersed in there like is it possible that this thing was just way ahead of its time
0: i think it is that ties directly into my one word review (laughs) oh no you want to just give it I mean, you want to end this much, show right now? How much more do you have to say? <laughs> not much. Yeah,
1: I mean, because I feel like we've had it, we've had a reasonably fun discussion about this. You know, where we're, we're just talking about it. We're not just like then this fucking thing. Like I imagine I'm gonna get a little exhausted when we talk about Obi Wan next week.
0: Yes. Yeah. We're gonna. Yeah. We're gonna stray into that territory for sure. So.
1: Yeah, because at least the first time <sighs> we had the we had the like. Hope. I swear I'm. I swear I'm enjoying it. That we had to say a bunch of times, but uh, it's gonna be a different story this time. Gear up, listeners. Ooh.
0: But uh, yeah. So I yeah. Let's go into one word reviews. Okay. My one word re- view for this uh, gem is revolutionary. <laughs> 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 it just. It just. People were too dumb. They weren't ready for this Justice League, and unfortunately, the writers weren't ready to write it either. But like we were talking about, like it is, uh, they do the thing that like trailer park boys and like the original office did like four years later, much better. Mind you, like those, those, those were actually funny comedies. But as far as I'm aware of, this is like the first sitcom type show to try what became the early two thousands hot thing to do in a sitcom.
1: Yeah. You got office, you had parks and rec, modern family. Yeah.
0: It was all the fucking rage for, you know, 10 years. And for all we know, the guys that wrote Trailer Park Boys or The Office watched this and were like, well, that was OK, but I like that idea.
1: <laughs>
0: you know, and like the first person to try something isn't always going to be the best at it. But uh, yeah. you got you to give them some credit for for giving it a shot. And, uh, you know, like you're they're kind of feeling it out like that's that's. Imagine in 1997 when you've never really seen this other than, like, on the real world, which is a totally different kind of show. It is not a yeah. narrative show. It's a reality show. It's kind of... Yeah, well, yeah. It is reality <laughs> TV, which is its own, it's, its own genre.
1: Yeah, quote-unquote reality TV. Which
0: also, at this point, like, reality TV hadn't really taken off either. Like, the real world and a few other ones and maybe Survivor had started? Yeah, maybe. Maybe. But, in any case, like, trying that mockumentary here's these weird little asides to try and help explain things that are going on and give you some insight into these characters was a risky fucking move.
1: Yeah. Hey, I wonder if, uh, these people were just like big Spinal Tap fans.
0: Maybe, except they weren't as funny as anyone involved in that project. No. (laughs) Like, man, I love Spinal Tap and I love the Justice League and I love the Friends. All right, the Friends. I love Friends. What, what would happen if they had a baby? Correct answer: Abort that thing.
1: Well, not to get too political about it, but uh, <laughs> not you Texas. might not be able to right now. Jeez. But, I mean, I'm I, I I'm impressed that Sacramento didn't burn down last night.
0: Yeah. But uh, but yeah, I mean that, and then like like I was saying with uh, the CW shit, like they were just going after the wrong audience. Like the folks that enjoyed Friends aren't interested in the Justice League. No. But when they figured out, hey, we could, we could, we could kind of do this same model with teen drama, like, you know, when, once they saw Buffy the Vampire Slayer and were like, all right, Justice League doing that, that model fucking worked. And it, I'm not a super huge fan of the Arrowverse stuff personally. Like, it, mm-hmm. it, it had its moments, uh, but it was just a little bit too much teen drama for me. But those, it was a, a wildly successful franchise.
1: I didn't even think about that, about how this was the era of Buffy when we were, you know, in like in high school. Yeah. That's weird to put it at the same time. Like it, it this feels like this feels very much of like, you know, 1991 or two, like ba- back, like I was saying with like the Superboy TV series, like it, it very much fits into that mold.
0: Buffy the Vampire Slayer came out this same year. 1997. Wow. So, you know,
1: like, Wow. <laughs> the, the, the folks
0: that made Justice League of America were just uh, victims of their own genius before their time.
1: Yep. <laughs> yep. Brilliant ideas but poor execution. I don't know. Too smart for themselves. <laughs> All right. Well, my my um I mean that was really good. I really like your your one word and your explanation for it cuz mine was very much more to the point. And I'm just going frivolous. Like it, it's just it, there, there's there's no reason for it. The, I mean, it, it just there's no place for it. Like there's no reason for it to exist. Um, <laughs> and it, it was just sort of like, you know, some people wasted some money. I mean, cool. Some actors and, and some some people who produce stuff like got some got some gigs like. Yeah, cool. I'm glad it exists. You know, like, like just as an oddity, same thing with the Fantastic Four movie and um, like how I say I wish Tim Burton's uh, uh, Superman movie existed. Like, I, I don't believe it would have been good, but I but I'm I, w- I want to see it.
0: The world's not any worse off for it.
1: Yeah. And to be honest, like I do encourage people to seek this out and find it. I'm sure it's on Vimeo or some shit. I don't know. Or, or if you're at a convention. Um, get a, get a bootleg copy of it. You can probably score it for like 10 bucks. That's, that's what I got. It's fun to watch as an oddity and it's 86 minutes. So, you know, it's, you could do worse things with your time, but I mean, if you, uh, oh, I don't know. I I, I mean, I, I would love to talk to somebody who's just a humongous fan of this, who's seen it like (laughs) twice, you know, or, or, or more
0: watches it every year on their birthday.
1: Oh, wait, I guess I've seen it twice, a total in my life, but there, there were a couple decades in there, so I think the statute of limitations uh, was up.
0: Well, and you didn't watch it again because you wanted to watch it either. <laughs> That's true. Like, I mean, I did suggest it. Or, and it's not because you enjoyed it so much the first time.
1: Yeah, I think this, is, this has also been a learning process with our whole, uh, you know, Geek Exploration movie night or whatever. Schlock movie review? Yeah, that it's like... Uh, I, I think I like I was saying in the beginning, like I need to start doing a little more due diligence to uh, to find a movie that that has more merits to it. You know, besides just the fact that it's an oddity, because that doesn't mean it's going to be good. And I would really love to, you know, explore something that is that is bonkers, but not because it's yeah awful. Yeah. More you Zardoz, know, like, like,
0: less rock and roll.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Zardoz. Was such a, a pleasant experience. That was so great. And uh, I haven't gotten it since. We've, what? This is like our fourth or fifth one of these.
0: Yeah, Fantastic so. Four was... So, uh, what do you think? Which one was better? Fantastic Four or Justice League of America?
1: I mean, to be honest, like, production-wise and quality-wise, they are right on par with each oh, other, yeah. Yeah, in my in opinion.
0: The same ballpark, for sure.
1: Um, yeah, like early 90s television style. Um, I think if I had to watch another one, I think I'd watch Fantastic Four. I agree. Yeah, I, you know, I mean, to be honest, like Fantastic Four, one of one of my favorite things in that is the Doctor Doom suit.
0: Yeah, fucking, like, like I awesome think I think costume. the
1: Doom costume is great. I'll have to ask Joey see if he's watched it yet. In fact, Joey and Devin, uh, friends of the show, and and the voice that I never recognize um, <laughs> are are coming by later tonight. So I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna pick his brain about. Uh, about Fantastic 4.
0: Yeah, I I think I would I would side with Fantastic 4 as well because it is it, it's a better representation of the characters. Like this one they just threw these characters away and made new characters that were kind of like them and 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 bore a passing resemblance to them. At least for the most part in the fa- in the Fantastic 4 movie, they were trying to tell a Fantastic 4 story. Yeah. This movie was yeah. not trying to tell a Justice League story in any capacity.
1: Yeah, it was like in name only. Yeah, that yeah. that is that's that is very astute. Yeah,
0: whoever wrote this saw a picture of the Justice League once. Pro- probably not even that. Somebody <laughs> just handed
1: them a list of characters they can use, and he's like, "Okay, I've heard of the Flash, like Guy Gardner. Who the fuck is it? oh oh? He's a Green Lantern. All right, well, fire and ice. That's clever. I don't know, <sighs> but I mean, again, seek it out, do it. Um, yeah, thank you for uh, for. I don't even know what to say with the thing. I don't know. Whatever. If you want to get in touch with us, you know how to do it. Unless this is your first time. In which case.
0: We are sorry. Yeah.
1: Um, <laughs> yeah. You can hit us up on email at uh, geeksplorationpodcast.com. You can find us on the social medias, Facebook Geek Exploration, the podcast page, Instagram Geek Exploration podcast, or Twitter at Geeksplore pod. You can also call us and you should at 916 Orc turd. That is 916 916- O-R-C-T-U-R-D.
0: And if you enjoyed this episode or any of our others, give us uh, five reasonable facsimile of a hero you might have seen once review on Apple Podcasts or Podchaser. We've got swag at shop.theexplorationpodcast.com. We're part of the Geekly Grind Podcast Network. And our theme song is Cruising Forgotments by Kevin McCoy of Incompetech.com. And remember,
1: nice can be sexy.